Yes, sir. You already know what time it is. It's the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode sixty-three. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 63 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James, and we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who has been active and engaging with me on social media. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out here still. And finally, thank you to all the people who are out here using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias Podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website Bronx BiasPod.myshopify.com. B R O N X B I A S. P-O-D dot M-Y-S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com. Bronx Bias Pod dot MyShopify dot com. Come check out the site. Come mess with me on there. I got hoodies. I got t-shirts. I got tote bags. I got COVID masks. I got stickers and much, much, much more to come. The products are quality material with an assortment of colors. So if you feel so inclined, if you like listening to the show, I would truly, truly appreciate the support for the merch on the website. And I truly, truly do appreciate every single person who has gone on the site and purchased merch. It means so much to me and I really feel the love and the support from there. 
So if you guys out there feel so inclined, you like the show, you like listening, I encourage to patronize the website because I'm just a young black man trying to get some money in his pocket and stay out of trouble. So again, it is BronxBiasPod.MyShopify.com and come fuck with me on there, man. Come fuck with me on there. And with all of that being said, we are going to have a great, great, great show today. Fully, fully packed. I am very, very excited for you guys to hear this show today. And there's nothing else left to say, but I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood and I am ready to go. So let's get it. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was an amazing, amazing song. An amazing song. One of the songs that always just somehow puts me in a good mood. It is called Money Ain't a Thing by Jay-Z featuring Jermaine Dupri off of the album Volume 2 Hard Knock Life. And you already know how I feel. Jay-Z is the greatest rapper ever. The greatest rapper ever. My favorite Hip-hop musician ever is Kanye, but Jay-Z is the greatest rapper ever. This man is 51 years, 52 years old and is still spitting hot fire. Listen to Jay Electronica's last album. Listen to Bath Salts, uh, which is on DMX's album. And listen to, uh, what's the song that's on Khaled's album? I can't remember. But Jay-Z is still spitting that lyrical miracle spiritual criminal okay he is the greatest rapper ever that is my opinion and that opinion will not change and money ain't a thing is just i mean it's like you know it's so cool like it's just so, so cool easy it feels good it's feel good music and i always like to play you know you you guys know i always like to play fun upbeat high tempo music just to give me that energy for the show i heard i was just playing songs on my computer money ain't a thing came on i said this is the one I felt it. Boom. This is the one for me. So shout out to Jay-Z. Shout out to Jermaine Dupri. Also, a lot of people have volume two hard knock life low key as Jay-Z's best album. When I speak to people about it, like they they be like, yo, I got to give it to sometimes to volume two. Most people say the blueprint one or reasonable doubt. My opinion is Jay-Z's best album is the blueprint two. But a lot of people have been giving love to, like, when I talk to people about, like, rap and stuff, they've been giving love to Volume 2 Hard Knock Life. It was one of those, man. There was joints on joints on joints on that on that album, yo. There was so many joints on it. Hold on. Let me just, let me just read, let me just read the joints that was on Volume 2 Hard Knock Life. So we had Hand It Down, Hard Knock Life, If I Should Die, Ride or Die, Nigga What Nigga Who, Money Cash Hoes, A Week Ago, Coming of Age the Sequel, Can I Get a, Paper Chase, Reservoir Dogs, It's Like That, It's Alright, and Money Ain't a Thing. That is fire. That is just 14 tracks of straight heat, bro. That is 14 tracks of heat. I don't know, man. It might might be creeping up my list. I might have to redo my Jay-Z rankings. I might have to because... Volume two, a lot of people sleep on it. They just think of Hard Knock Life with the Annie sample. But Hard Knock Life has 14 tracks of straight heat, bro. I don't I'm gonna have to redo my rankings. Give me a few. I might have to reorganize my Jay-Z best album rankings. But great song, perfect energy to start the show with. Shout out to those brothers, Jay-Z and Jermaine Dupree. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. 
For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many people come, how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx Fact for today is... The name Bronx originated with Jonas Bronk, who established the first settlement in the area as part of the New Netherland colony in 1639. In the 19th and the 20th centuries, the Bronx received many immigrant groups as it was transformed into an urban community. First, from various European countries, particularly Ireland, Germany, and Italy, and later from the Caribbean region, particularly Puerto Rico, Jamaica, and the Dominican Republic, as well as African-American migrants from the United States of the South. This cultural mix has made the Bronx a wellspring of both Latin music and the birthplace of hip-hop. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 63. son where'd you find this all right all right we're getting right to it today we have a very 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 special guest a very special guest is only special guests that appear on the bronx bias podcast but today we have special guest ty thomas the creator of the new york based brand called a n y c kid you can see she got the the shirt on right now, repping. I like, I like what I see. I like the design already. I know this is going to be good. But Ty, thank you for coming on and welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited about this. This is my second podcast, so <laughs> I'm gonna try to try to not be nervous. <laughs> Don't worry. You know we're gonna take care of you here. We're gonna. I'm gonna take care of you here. We take care of our own on this show. Good. 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 Okay. okay. So, Ty, can you tell the people uh, where are some of the places that the people can reach you if they want to see all your work, if they want to follow you on social media, if they just want to see how you do, you know, do your creations? Where are the places that people can find you and ANYC Kid? Um, they can find us on NYCKid.com. We also have an IG. It's at ANYC Kid. Remember the A in front of that. Um, YouTube. A NYC Kid YouTube channel. We also have a Facebook, a NYC Kid. And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find us. We're trying to like tackle the whole. Oh, and um, TikTok. TikTok is the new thing, right? So yes. we just joined TikTok. So a NYC Kid on TikTok as well. All right. All right. That's good. Easy. TikTok is like, I really don't understand it. Really? I don't. I'm trying. But it's, yeah. it, it is the wave. Like, it is the wave. It, it's one of those things where it was like, okay, if you're a certain age, you're like, I'm not joining that. Just like I said with um, Instagram, when Facebook was the thing, right? Yeah. First it was MySpace, then it was Facebook, then it was IG. And each time I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not. And then finally, buckled down and was like, okay, let me download TikTok. And then I actually started learning it this week. And it's a wrap. It's okay. Just like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so the first question I like to ask all the guests um, that come on the show is about COVID in the last year of 2020, because 
it's been a year unlike we've ever seen in our entire lives. I can't remember a year that was ever like this. So how has COVID and the past year of 2020 affected you personally? And also, how has that affected you in your business? Well, personally, well, for one, we started, we launched in um, December 2019. So right before COVID hit. Um, we had just launched our website. We had a holiday launch party and we were just like super excited because everybody else was excited. Um, personally, me being a New Yorker from the Bronx, uh, it was like, I've never, like growing up in the Bronx, you grow up strong. You're not afraid of anything. You're like, you know what? It's New York, right? It's whatever. You see things happen on the street, on the train, and you ignore it. You're like, okay, that's just how New York goes, right? But personally, it, it affected my nerves. Like it really, really was like, wow, am I going to be able to like live in New York? Like, because everything was just, it was scary. So personally, it affected me in, in just, I, I'm just going to say I was just afraid. I was scared the first time living in New York. Going to the supermarket was just like a whole big deal because that was like, I hate to compare it to The Walking Dead. It was like, am I really going to have to go? So it was all these things that you wouldn't even think that you would be afraid of because it's New York. Um, now, business-wise, it 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 was kind of like, I think everybody was in a slump the beginning of the year, especially because it was winter. People were getting sick. That's all you saw on the news from like January all the way to what, May, when it starts getting nice. And it was just like everybody that I knew had a business or was trying to start something was just not inspired anymore. Mm. It was just like, what do I do next? And then it kind of like when it started getting nice, it kind of started to build people up. Like, okay, the sun is out. People are getting out. I can actually go out again and walk and feel New York, like feel it a little. And um, then that's when it was like, how do I pivot? Because everybody was pivoting, right? How do I change and restructure what I'm doing to fit the times? Right. And we had to start making masks. We had to start, you know, supply and demand and all of that stuff. So it kind of made us, and I say us because it's my son and I that kind of do this. And it was like, it kind of made us stronger business-wise and quick, quick on your feet. Okay, now you got to, now you got to adapt to this. Now you got to adapt to that. So it affected us personally and business-wise, but there were some positives that came out of it. So, Yeah. That's where we landed with COVID. <laughs> so, so like you said, like you said, you know, people were in a slump. Did you experience that, that slump as well? Oh, yeah. It was it was like days like what's happening? We don't know what's going to happen next. Like, how long are we going to be shut down? Can I go to the post office? How can I ship this stuff? Um, how, it was just all these questions like, OK, are people even shopping? Do people even are, are people even in that headspace? to want to go on like things are regular. And it was just like, you didn't know, you know, people were losing their jobs too. So it was just like, you didn't know what was going to happen. It was no plan. It was like, take it day by day, like literally day by day. So definitely it was, I would say the slump lasted for about two and a half months. 
Mm -hmm. And then how did you find, how did you begin to start working your way out of it? When I noticed that we were all stuck in the house, right? So Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, so now's your time to start really getting to know Instagram. Now it's really your time to start like working on um, back, back of house stuff, um, getting your LLCs, you know, like applying for, to get your LLC or um, trying to set up business accounts and do all this in administrative work because you couldn't really get out there and do things, you know, you couldn't really be like, you know, on foot or um, manual labor, like going out there and doing stuff. So it was like, okay, what can I do now? So I think that was the thing. And I know people have this thing with social media, like, yeah, everyone, you know, some people need it for um, instant gratification or some people, but it helps when you have a business because you're able to see if people like your stuff. Yeah, You're able to see the reaction. You're able to see like, should I invest in doing this? Because people really, so you're able to test the waters. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, figure out what you can utilize right now and figure out how you can use it to your advantage to better whatever it is that you're trying to do. So when things do open back up, you're ahead of the game. You're, you know, you're ahead of the game. So yeah, that's what, that's how we adapted. That's how we tried to, tried to do things. Not try. We did it. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a great approach because when I start, I started this podcast in 2020. My first episode was February the 9th, and then New York shut down like May. Yes. No, New York shut down like March like 13th, 14th, right? Yeah. So I said to myself, I said, well, listen, I'm going to be in the house anyway. I might as well do all the research I can. I might as well work my butt off. I might as well go to YouTube University and watch all these tutorials and all these things to just try to make myself better. And then exactly. hopefully when, when things are a little more free, I can start reaching out to people and seeing if they want to come on the show. But even in that, I was like, let me just get good at this by myself. So that way, if whether or not I have 10 guests lined up on the schedule, if I have no guests, I still know what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. It's like I just like, let me just take this time and Again, it's unfortunate what's going on. You see death all around you, but yes, this is like the time for you to actually just sit down and think for a minute and get finally get some time and organize your thoughts and make a real plan that you can yeah. see results from. So in a way, it's funny. It's like, we don't want to go through COVID. We don't want to see anyone pass away through COVID, but I see so much positives that came from it. Yes. Like it's like I would not be able to be at this point with this podcast if it was not for the year where I had to sit down and do nothing. Exactly. No, I totally agree with you. It was like the time to perfect your craft, the time to tap into your creativity, the time to like utilize your gift. Cause there was a lot of people that I saw that you created things and it was just like, wow, this really like took off. Like you really actually either left that job or maybe you got let go, but it was just like, everybody came to the realization that my life is not, should not be revolved around a nine to five and nothing is, nothing is wrong with having a nine to five, but it's just like, at the end of the day, you learn there's so many other things that you were supposed to tackle that you're like, yeah, it's, I'll be okay. Like if I, if I, I don't, nobody wants to lose their job, but I'll be okay. Yeah. I'm, so. I, 
I'm gonna call you Rev right now because you preach. Yes. You preaching. <laughs> You preaching the good word. You preaching the good word because, you know, I I was working full time, nine to five. And at the time, the employer, which I'm not going to say the name, was had a policy where they were not they were saying that the company bared no responsibility for employees who contracted COVID-19. Yeah. So in my head, I'm saying, OK, so we have to travel to get here because the office wasn't closed yet. We have to travel to get here. We have to go through the trains, the buses, public transportation or however. And we're going to come to work for you. And you're telling me that you're not going to bear any responsibility for it. So that at that point, it was just like the message is like, yo, you want to do this podcast? You want to dedicate your life to it? They're telling you to do that. Like yes. They're basically saying there's no reason for you to continue to come here. Yeah. Behind home. Yeah. Get on that computer mm-hmm. and figure out your joint. So that way. When time, you know, time passes, you'll have more experience, you'll be better prepared, and you'll be better off. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. I, and, yep. and I noticed so many people as well had the same thought. Like they weren't just sitting at home doing nothing, twiddling their thumbs. They were literally like, all right, well, I got some free time on my hand. You know, I always like to draw. Well, let me see if I can get some art on the gram and see if people like it and they want to buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Exactly. People were getting super creative. Like, you know, Zoom came through because I actually just, yeah, I just actually like joined this on this girl. She's an artist and she does um, virtual art painting, you know, uh, paint and sit Mm. virtually. And it's like every time I join her um, class every month, the screen gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just like, yes, like doing what you love and having pat being passionate about it and genuine like you love it but at the same time you're earning you know money from it like that's the best thing 100 100% 100% yeah so now let's talk about you let's talk about the origins of of your business and where it all started from so what inspired you to start your 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 business with NYC kid what was the thing that you just said you know what I want to put this message out and I want to start with this brand. I want to make this my own. What inspired me was not even a thing. It was a person, my son. Okay. And he's 11 now, but he is, like I said in the beginning, I'm from New York. I'm a Bronx native, Soundview area. And he is from Harlem. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're both growing up in New York. And I just had this thought one day. And it was just so random. I was sitting on a on a um, sofa in my living room, and I was like, "Bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll." Bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll is the staple sandwich of, you know, breakfast sandwich of New York, right? One hundred percent. And I'm like, "Bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll." One word, not three separate. But that's how we have it on the shirt. We have three separate words for visual pur- purposes. But <laughs> um, it was inspired by him because he. I would drop him off at school, and he would order bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll. Right. And all the other kids will, will order a bacon and cheese on a roll. So I'm like, imagine if you just put that on a shirt, like people would totally get it. So then I was like, imagine if you had all these different sayings and it was always quoted by an NYC kid. Yeah. And what we have, it all started with a hat because I knew I had that vision to do the T-shirts, but I didn't have the resources yet. And I didn't know how to get started. So I was like, you know what? Let me order a hat. Let me get a plain black hat. 
and let me go get a NYC kid embroidered on me. And let me live with this hat for like a year or whatever. Let me just, I didn't even have a plan. It was like, we have this hat and it's real. And it's a, it's a tangible item. So we just took pictures around the city in this hat because we were always, my son and I were always going out and touring New York. We, we always, we're like tourists in our own city. And I know a lot of New Yorkers don't do that, like go to the Empire State Building and do, I haven't done that yet, but like we do things that normally it's like people would look at our social media, like, where was that? Where did y'all go? And that was free. So it was like, I was always taking him around the city. And that's why a NYC kid, that name, I was like, this is perfect. Because we're both New York City kids and we're both growing up in New York and we're having similar experiences. So it was inspired by him. Took a picture of him in front of the ice cream truck. If you go to my IG page, that's the main picture. And that was the hat that we had like going around the city, just taking pictures in his hat. And yeah, everybody loved it. I started an IG page and everybody's reaction was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And this was all the way back in 2017. Or wow. Yeah. And then I took a break from the page and I was like, well, let me come back to it. And then that's when I started reposting again. And yeah, that's how it got started. Wow. And yeah. How, so, does, how does it feel? Uh, how does it feel to run a business with your son? It feels, honestly, I have to say, like, I like lately during this pandemic and stuff, because he was doing like remote learning for the whole year, I've kind of like, he's, he's kind of involved, but he's kind of not because I'm like, I don't want to put too much on you. He really doesn't, he really doesn't get what I'm trying to do for him mm-hmm. for the long run. Right. So it's like, he's not involved as much as I would love him to be. But that's only because I'm not going to push him. I'm like, okay, you can take a break. Like when we have to go take pictures and stuff, he's like, I'm like, all right, just go play basketball. (laughs) Just, just like, as you get older, you will, you will realize because his part of this whole, this whole project though, is that he takes pictures. He takes amazing photos. Really? So that's his portion of a NYC kid. So if you go to the website and you go on the IG, sometimes you'll see pictures in, in the credits. I'll say, you know, taken by a NYC kid, which is him. And he takes the pictures with his iPhone. He used to have a Canon camera. And we have some a shirt um, on the website. It's a Rucker Park t-shirt. And that was his one of his first photos he took. It's of the of the actual sign. And we, yeah, that's his, that's his product. That's his shirt that he has on the site. And he also sells his photo prints. So as far as him being involved, he's involved in that way. He can't really, he could really help with the back office stuff, but I just got to find the patience to teach him that. (laughs) So he's involved, but he's like partially involved. But that's great though, because you're teaching him entrepreneurial skills at 11 years old. When I was 11, I surely had no idea that even that was possible. I'm concerned about cartoons. I'm concerned about hanging out with my friends. I'm concerned Mm -hmm. with going to the park. I'm not even thinking of, oh yeah, well I have a natural talent. 
let me just even just start like, all right, let me take a photo and learn how to sell something. Let me, yes. you know, learn how to sell photo prints. Let me learn about websites. I w- that was the furthest thing from my mind. And so now you having that vision, you want to pass that down to him. That's amazing. And he's going to be maybe a leg up on all the other 11 year olds yeah. <laughs> in the future because you started him that early with it. Yeah. Yeah. He gets super excited when we do vending events, not with the physical part of it, like grabbing the items, getting to the event. But when he sells something, that's when he's like, oh, okay. How much money did I make? So, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm glad that you made a sale. That is important. But like I said, he's 11. So I try to drill that in my head. Like he's not going to be super duper on board, but like you said, trying to set it up for him. So eventually he'll be like, Oh, this is what was happening. This is what we were trying to do. So I'm hoping it sticks. Yeah, man. That's great. That is, that is amazing. That's amazing. See, very special guests only (laughs) that come on the Bronx Fires podcast. 100%. 100 percent. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so um, what do you want to convey or what do you want your overall message to be with your with your movement of and of ANYC kid? What is the overall message that you want people to take away when they maybe patronize your products or just see your brand in the atmosphere? The main goal, and we kind of have already achieved this, is getting people to smile or getting people to think back to when they were a child. Or getting people to think that aren't here anymore, especially this past year, a lot of people had to leave New York. And some of them left because they wanted to, because it was in the works and they're like, I've had enough of New York. Some of them left because they couldn't afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've had people order shirts that say Coco Mango Cherry, which is the Icy Man. Yes. Right? And they're like, oh my gosh, like I need that shirt. It reminds me of summer in New York. Or we had another one that said um, uh, something like meet you at City, City Island oh, all, the yeah. way at the end, or all the way at the end because everybody goes to the end. Right. Yeah. So like I had someone that lives in Florida order two of those because she's like, I don't live there anymore. But people in New York are totally going to know what that means. And that makes me smile and it makes me laugh. And the person that I'm possibly giving it to as a gift is going to be like, oh my gosh. So we want to leave an imprint in their head. Like every time they see something, even if it's on social media, like a New York meme, I've had people forward us New York memes because they're like, use this. Like this is totally a NYC kid. It reminds me of New York. So we want to leave a NYC kid as a like household name or something that they think about when they think about New York, growing up in New York. And the other thing is, too, a lot of people see an NYC kid and they're like, oh, but you got to be from New York. And I'm like, no, no, you don't. You could live in New York. And we have a whole custom section on um, the website where you can customize your own saying. Because your experience might not be my I didn't grow up in Brooklyn. I know nothing about Brooklyn. Yeah. I If you tell me it's in Brooklyn, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I could make it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so it's like, you can create a saying based on your experience. And even if you don't live here, I mean, it'll still be quoted by an NYC kid, but your experience could be 
you know, wear it like you were born here because now you've developed that NYC kid mentality where you've been here for some time and now you're no longer afraid to to push on that crowded train. Right. You're from Tennessee, but you're kind of like timid, like, I don't know if I could fit on this, this train. And then eventually months, you're like, listen, I'm getting on this train because I got to get to work. Like I, I, I picked up the whole hustle mentality being here. So it's just like, no, you don't have to be from here. A NYC kid is a state of mind. A NYC kid is a NYC kid. It can be however you interpret it. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I like that, you know, because I'm thinking like, clearly this is a Bronx based show and I want to be up for the people of the Bronx, talk about the people from the Bronx. Right. But how do you then make it so that everyone feels comfortable? So what I've learned is as long as you pushing out the positive message, as long as you pushing out the, you know, the, the can do attitude, the entrepreneurial spirit, and giving out, you know, life jewels or just great information, people naturally gravitate to that. Yeah. During during the election season, I was doing a whole bunch of shows about voting, about, you know, getting out there in the streets and making it happen. And I was receiving so much feedback from people from all over the place saying, wow, you know, I never thought of it that way. Or wow, I never thought that, you know, we, we could have so much power in what we do or how we decide laws still maintaining that I'm still a Bronx guy and I'm still 100% for the Bronx, but even this show can be for everybody because I'm not only talking about the Bronx. I want to highlight it, but I want to make sure that I'm talking about so many other different things that, yeah, you may be from Louisiana, you may be from California, but what I'm talking about something that's going on that you've seen on the gram anyway, you're like, yo, I know exactly what he's talking about. Exactly. I relate to this still. Yeah, even though he's in a completely different place from me. Exactly. And I think that with your brand, that's a great, like customizing your shirt, like making something that's your own. So you're still exactly. contributing to a NYC kid, mm-hmm. but you're making it something that you personalize for yourself. And then everyone has a chance to be involved with it. Exactly. And that, and, and that what you said, like re- being relatable and being, and being, um, I guess, open in, um, those kind of things too. I always bring up gentrification, right? Mm-hmm. So gentrification, people have like mixed feelings on, on that, on that topic. Right. But I think I always thought like, wow, what if somebody's wearing an NYC kid and somebody just moved here and they don't know what a chopped cheese sandwich is. <laughs> and the person has on a shirt, like, let me get a chopped cheese. And they're like, well, what's that? It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. Well, okay. Where can I get that? Oh, that's that kind of, it's a good, way it seems kind of corny but it's just like no that's a good way to like kind of learn you're moving here and i want you to know what we do here right i want you to understand the culture i want you to i want to i want to teach you and i'm i'm hoping that you want to learn about it because you're you're living here right so stuff like that right bridging the gap yeah that's important that's very important that's very important so how important do you think it is to highlight your individuality, though, with your brand? So now, of course, you want to make it something that is for everyone. You want everyone to have a piece of it. But how important is it for you just as a person to say, you know, this is also me? How important is it to highlight your individuality and in what you do and how you represent yourself with the brand? That right there is so important because what I did realize during this pandemic is that 
everybody has a clothing line now, right? Everybody yes. has a brand. Yes. Everybody's doing similar stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just had a conversation with someone yesterday, like, you have to have a story. Yes. You have to be able to sell that story. You have to be, I feel, passionate about that story. Because people are going to see right through you if you just have a brand and you smack a logo on it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, that's cool. That, that looks nice. I mean, all right. But if you have a story behind it and people feel like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, she like they're really thinking this through like they're, they're they have a theme. They have a they have a way and an order of doing things. Um, and I have to say, I've gotten really nervous because I have seen people doing similar things, like I said before. But it's just like, you know, that that saying, like, nobody can't steal your source or something like that. Yep. Or how you see like the 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 post where it's just like a whole aisle of cereal, different cereal. And they're like, yeah, there's just several different cereals. Just because somebody has a cereal doesn't mean that you can't create a cereal. Right. It's just like, what's going to make your cereal different? Is it a healthy option? Is it sweeter? Does it have more, you know, chocolate in it? Like, Mm -hmm. so it's just like, I want to show people that this brand has a lot of it's it's more than an nyc kit on a shirt there's a story behind it and we're just not smacking logos on stuff and we're just not there's a story being created there's a there's a goal that we're trying to reach um there's people that we're trying to reach and we're trying to create i guess a legacy kind Mm -hmm. of and that that's where you have to start and figure out your why. You have to figure out your why from the beginning. And then and then it all starts to tie in and make sense. Yeah. So that was, you know, it's funny. Like when I first got the idea that I wanted to do a podcast, I said, okay, there's so much I don't know, right? There's so much I don't know about just uh, physical, like, you know, hardware, like a microphone. And there's so much I don't know about software and all these things. So when I I got a I got a notepad and I just wrote in the middle podcast and then from each I drew arrows and I put why do you want to do this you know uh, what inspires you Wh- what makes this something that you feel like is possible you know why who are the people maybe you can partner with who can you ask who do you know that's doing things in this space making the whole plan for the show so that way I always can go back to that even if I'm elevating to the top. I always could just go back to that notebook and look at it and just say, this is why I'm doing this. So it don't matter what, you know, what companies come to me and want to offer me a super bag for my services. It don't matter how many people want my autograph. It don't matter like how far I'm getting in the space. I could always just go back to that little book I wrote in February, 2020 and say, this is still why you're doing this. Like, don't forget why you started this. Exactly. And I think that's very, very, very important. Just to keep yes. you grounded, just to keep you centered. You know, just exactly to keep you on the path. Like, hey, I still got goals to meet. I still got mm-hmm. things I want to accomplish, and yeah. I, wa- I don't want to get too comfortable in this. Like, yeah, you know, I'm maybe elevating. It's still like, nah. I still want to act like it's still February. It's still COVID outside, and I got to make this happen. Exactly. Yep. Yep. What do you think of the idea of being a hometown hero? What do you think of that? 
Like when you hear that phrase, a hometown hero, basically just someone who people can look up to from a hometown. So obviously New York, us. So what do you think of that idea to say, yo, I know Ty. I remember when NYC kid came out, man, she's so successful. She do all these things. People maybe want to write stories about you and know, things like that. That's the classification of a hometown hero. So what do you oh. think of that, that, that concept of being a hometown hero? I mean, the way you just described it, it sounds amazing. If it ever got to that point, I always dream of that, but not in a way to where it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, look at her. She's from the Bronx and she was able to do this. And I always look at it though, that if I, if that is ever the case, I'm the type of person that always likes to highlight other people. Mm-hmm. Like I love to highlight other people. I've met so many people during the pandemic via social media that are either trying to start their business or already had one. And it was just like, we just passed off information. I helped them. They helped me. And if I ever became a hometown hero, I would probably give so many other people credit because it's not something that you can do by yourself. And people don't realize that it's not all about, like, I just said today, I was just like, thank you guys for all your support. And you didn't even have to buy anything. I just needed you to share it. I needed you to like it. I need you to check it out. And I appreciate that because, you know, word travels, you might not be into it, but somebody else might be into it and they might live all the way in Alaska. I mean, you know, like, I don't know. So like that recently happened with our thousandth follower. He lives all the way in um, Japan. Wow. Yeah. And somebody tagged him on something that we were doing. And he was like, oh, my gosh, like, I love this. He was like, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. And, you know, I would love to get this. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, that's crazy. All from a tag. And otherwise, he wouldn't have even known who we are. So I credit the person who did that. I appreciate that more than you purchasing an item from my um, my shop. Wow. Yeah. Social media is wild in that way. Like you just get access to so many different people. I've met more people sitting in the house for one year than all the other years I was able to go outside freely. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's really crazy. Like I've met so many different people, either whether they come on and do the show or whether they just see me, you know, doing my own thing or, and it's just like, but I would have never had this opportunity to meet all these different types of people living my life regularly, able to go outside every day without a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. And I think that goes, that's credit to people being, like we said earlier, going through this pandemic, that's a combination of a lot of things. A lot of people were unable to break out of their shell. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, the light turned on, like, I can't, I can't sit here and just not do anything. I have to do something. Let me see what I can get into because I'm tired of being held back or this whole thing is happening for a reason. Yes. I got to. Yeah. So it was like, I think a lot, even me, like doing, even doing videos and stuff on ID. I was never like, I don't want to do no video. I just want to just like sell this brand. It was like, no, you got to open up. You really got to open up. And you got to start reaching out to people, mm-hmm. even though you're not that social. But I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You send a message and they don't reply. So it's like, yeah, 
you know, or, you know, so it's just like, I think it was a combination, you being able to make all these connections. I mean, all of us with some of us breaking out of our shells, like, all right, I don't like to network when I'm out at a function. I'm usually in the corner, like, "Eh," but now what's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Really not like I I had that same approach. I was like, I'm going to send all these messages out to people, see if they want to, are they interested in a podcast? If they're not, and if they don't respond to me, it's like the same if I never sent it. The only thing I could potentially get is if I get a no, it's like, I would never sent it anyway, because you said no. And if I get a yes, it's like, I gained something now. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So what were some of the, the shortcomings that you had to overcome when you first started creating a brand? Because I know it's not as simple as you get the t-shirt, you put the words on it and that's it. So what were some of the biggest shortcomings or the biggest challenges that you had to overcome when you first started the brand? One of them was, okay. Um, coming to the realization, like, okay, you launched this in, in you launched this in December. You don't have the proper packaging. Cause I wanted like my logo on the packaging and I wanted to do all this. And it was just like, no, just, get the orders. The website is launched. That'll come. Um, just coming to the realization, realization you can't have everything at once. It mm-hmm. needs to grow gradually, right? You'll get there. Um, the other challenge was before the pandemic hit, this, this is a crazy situation. So I had someone locally making the merchandise for me, but then the pandemic started, right? So it's like, okay, how am I going how am I going to do this? And right before the city shut down, I don't know if it was just like something was telling me, like, get all the stuff that you need. And I got all the equipment that I needed to do wow. it myself. But I didn't know how to do it. But I was like, I had it. And this was literally like days before the city shut down. So all the supplies that I have now during the pandemic sold out. It was either sold out or overpriced. So then I was taught how to do it. And it was like, okay, I could do this. And it was just like, that was a shortcoming, but then it turned into a positive situation because now I had control over my inventory. I could, you know, everything was like, I could do made to order. I could, um, I had control. So it was like, okay, you gain control. You got this. Um, That was the only challenge I can really say I had during the pandemic when it came to the business. That's pretty good though. That's the only one you had. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, and the post office. It wasn't really a challenge, but I would be like afraid to go to the post office. Afraid and also the lines. But it was just like, oh gosh. It was like, I have an order. Great. I'm excited, right? It was like, oh man, I gotta go to the post office now. The post office is terrible everywhere. How is that possible? Everywhere the post office is terrible. I don't know. I don't know. But I was just like, that was my only shortcoming. I have to say, not to sound like cocky or anything, but I really had, I was really able to flip a lot of situations. And be like, okay, we got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Okay, this works. This doesn't work. Like, even to the point where it was just like, okay, a lot of people weren't having um, events, like pop-up events, right? 
She was like, I really want to do an event. How can I do an event? And then I planned this um, pop-up picnic. It was like, okay, come out to this pop-up picnic. It was August of last year or July. And it was just like, come out to this picnic. You can shop. Um, We'll have water. Bring your blanket. Bring your lunch. Lounge for a few hours with us. And it was just like trying to be creative, just being really creative and thinking outside of the box. Okay, what can I do? Mm-hmm. what works and that was an amazing event it was it was the first time we were on 131st the 35th street with city colleges you know mm-hmm. the park yep and it was filled with people and that was the first time it was like okay now you are going to have to branch out and promote your brands because yes. people don't know who you are out here so it was like me and with the help of my son and some friends that came to help, we were handing out our little cars, like come down, get some water, shop. And the way it was received, it was just like, oh, this is cute. Like, what is this? And it was just like, okay, this is going to work. This will work. And that was the best feeling in the world. When strangers love your stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, I didn't have to make a connection through somebody. Like you just, you just organically, like genuinely, like, oh, I love this. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 super dope. I like in this time that I've doing the pod, of course you want to make money, of course you want accolades and et cetera, but like it's still to this day when I get a random message from a random person, hey, I'm from wherever. And I gave your show a chance and I listened to it and I really liked what I heard. It's just yes. the best. It's like, dang, I'm doing something right. Yeah. I'm yes. doing something right. Most like, definitely. I don't sometimes I come in here and I don't even know what I'm doing. Sometimes the stories are all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get that message just from a random person who took time out of their day to listen to an hour, hour and a half podcast, and they went and they wanted to tell you, yo. Keep doing what you're doing because I really enjoy what I heard. You really did something good. And it's just like, wow. Like, yeah, this is like, of course, now, of course, these compliments can't pay the bills. But no, exactly. <laughs> it's still like it's just like that little more. It's that little extra push. Like, yo, how could you stop? How could you come in one week and say you don't want to do it? Yes. People are giving you a chance and you're yes. doing well. How could you ever want to lose that momentum that you exactly? Been? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you definitely, because you involve your son um, in, in your business. So what advice would you give to a young person who maybe sought some advice from you, um, who wanted to start their own business, their own creation or their own movement? What are some, what is some big, you know, advice that you can give to them that was helpful for you and possibly could be helpful for them? Well, for one, the first thing, like I said earlier, figure out your why. What are you trying to accomplish? I mean, yeah, you said it too. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? What is the story? Um, the other thing is, do you love it? Are you going to love doing this? And you have to know if you're going to love it because there's times where I would like prep for an event and I'm making tons of product and I'm tired and I'm going to sleep at three o'clock in the morning. And I'm getting two hours of sleep and waking back up. And it's just like, why are you doing this? And it's like, oh, because I love it. And I see there's, there's, a, 
there's a vision. Now, if I could have somebody do it for me, which I can, um, that's the next step. That's a whole nother, but it's just like, yeah, but it's like, but I love it. And I love when somebody loves it and they see the bigger picture. So you have to love it because it's going to be a test when it gets to that hard part, when you hit a brick wall and you're like, okay, I wanted to do this, but I can't do it. Do you give up? Because if you give up, then that's pretty much it. Or do you say, okay, well, how can I make this work? And I think passion and, and love is behind, has to be behind it um, to make it work. And the other thing is for young people, I think, like I said earlier, is like you have this idea and you want everything at once. Mm-hmm. It's true. You're like, it has to be right. The, the, the T-shirts have to have the tags in it. The packaging has to have the such and such because everybody, everybody, some people are coming out the gate just a hundred. Like I have this, I have the shopping bag, I have this, I have, you can do reviews, I have that. But I think a lot of people get intimidated by that. And they're like, yeah, but I don't have that. I don't have a website. Okay, what do you have? You have Instagram? Okay, just ask them to DM you for orders. It might get kind of crazy, right? It might get kind of like, oh, I got orders all over the place and people inboxing me and I can't keep track of this. But then that leads you to evaluating and saying, okay, now I need a website. There's steps. And I feel like those are the key things that, young people or anybody needs to start something. They need to know you're not going to have everything. Love it. Figure out your why. And also appreciate the failures in the, in the, in the brick walls and the hardships. Yeah. Cause those aren't, those aren't failures. Those, those are, those are things that are going to make you stronger. 100%. 100%. It, and it's, it's hard to like, so, you know, social media is like everyone is showing their best selves on social yes. media. No one's going to show themselves struggling on the ground. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, okay, you see, you know, a young person who has, you know, a beautiful business. They're selling, you know, T-shirts or they're selling art. Man, they have a website. They got, you know, they got people who are giving them reviews. They got uh, people maybe who's modeling their stuff. I don't have none of that. Yeah, but you got this you got a brain yes you can be resourceful yes be you can adapt you can make the best of what you have yes like and i knew when i started the show i was like i'm not gonna have everything perfect you know the first when i when i go back and listen to my first show Mm -hmm. compared to like you know i'm like wow like i really came so far in such a short period of time exactly just because i was like i'm gonna keep working I'm going to keep trying new things and I'm not going to be really watching anybody else because it's really not going to affect me whatsoever. Exactly. You know, I can look at the biggest podcast in the world and say, yeah, they have video. They have this great background. They have all these screens and they have celebrities coming in. So I, so I'm not supposed to do my show because I can't get a celebrity to come in. Yeah. I still have to do it. I still have to do my thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think that's very important. Yeah. There's levels. It's a process. And what did they say? Rome wasn't built in a day. Is that sure the wasn't. Saying? Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. So it, it's like you got to go through this. And I think I appreciate 
like we were talking in the beginning about the pandemic, like it was like, I would never want to go through that again. Um, but it taught you how to be definitely like they always say New Yorkers are resilient. It just taught everybody around the world. Like, okay, now you got to be resourceful. You have to be resilient. You have to be all these things. Now this is a test. It is. Yeah. What are you going to do? And, um, that's the advice I would give to not only young people starting, trying to start something, but anyone trying to start anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's so strange looking at something that was so negative as so, so positive, right? It's yeah. like, how could, you know, I, cause you don't want to be offensive to anyone and say, yeah, you know, COVID was great for me yes. because I was able to accomplish all these things. And, you know, people are going through it, you know, with dealing with people, maybe they've lost people, they lost jobs, et cetera, but it's yeah. like, you know, without this sort of blessing, without this COVID blessing, I wouldn't be able to be talking to you. Exactly. <laughs> like, and, and it's weird just to think of it like that. It's like being happy or getting the flu or something. Yeah. It's like without that, without that time for me to just sit down and not do anything, not worry about a nine to five, not worry about all this other stuff that has been taking so much of my time. Mm-hmm we wouldn't be able to have this conversation right now. Not at all. And, and just like, wow, like you, obviously you want to be very mindful of all the people who have suffered dearly due to COVID. But when I just look in the mirror and I think about the journey, like, yeah. I'm like, man, without COVID, I don't even think none of this would be possible. Exactly. Yeah. I don't no, even I think. Totally understand. Yeah. So do you have any uh, role models in this space? Do you have any people that you look up to or even local or, you know, famous or in, in just in the field, do you have any people that you would consider role models in the space? Hmm. I'm pretty sure I, I can't think of any right now because I'm so, hmm. I don't know. And this, this is, this is a funny question you asked because I come from like a fashion retail background. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I should have a role model. I don't have one. I mean, There's that's not a that bad I, thing. Yeah, no, but I'm pretty sure I have one. I just can't think of one right now. This is really weird because I love fashion and I love, um, um, I love everything fashion. So I can name a few that I just love. Like I love, of course, Tiana Taylor. Oh, yes. Yeah. She is super dope. Yes. Like she is amazing. Um, I love Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. Um, this is as far as style, mm -hmm. style and swag. Um, as far as somebody like business wise, I have to say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's I'm okay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Well, you said you come from a fashion background. Who was really the person who like showed you? fashion or who was someone that really made that a part of your life you know what i think it was i think it was i think hip-hop had an influence on it because i went to so i'm an 80s baby i went to high school in harlem and i went when i was in high school it was around that era bad boy and that era and i think hip-hop of course and music just influenced fashion. We wanted to make sure we had like 
all the sneakers, yes. the Air Max, the Vansons. Remember 112 in the video was wearing Vansons? I don't know if you remember that. I don't know how old you are. You're <laughs> younger than me, probably. I remember um, 112, but I don't remember the Vansons. Yeah, like mate, they was in the um, Only You video, I believe, and they had on Vanson jackets. So like everybody needed a Vanson. So it was just like, just making sure Coogee, Coogee was a thing. So it was just like hip hop really influenced influenced me in that way. And then I started working. I worked at the Metropolitan Museum of Art like for oh. years in retail and working there and seeing people from across the world that would come in and especially a lot of people from Japan. Mm. They have like their style is super like on some other stuff. Like I always feel like their fashion is way ahead of its time. And um, just watching regular people that you see in the city, because New York, I mean, I mean, we got some, right we got there, some dresses like a, in New York. We got some yeah. dresses. Like you see some things, some things that hit and miss, like, hmm, but sometimes you're like, oh, okay. All right. Everybody has their own individuality. And I love that about New York. So I get inspired. That's the thing, too. I get inspired. Everyone is always like, when are you going to have enough of New York? Like, when do you know how people grow out of it? And they're like, I'm ready to move south or I'm ready to move to the West Coast. I'm like, I don't know, because I'm inspired by New York. I'm inspired by the, I don't know, lately, because I told you my nerves are kind of <laughs> bad now. With the, but, but like sometimes like I'm I used to be inspired by the unpredictability of it. Like mm. the other day, for example, we walked. There's an um, ice cream shop called Sugar Hill Creamery. I don't know if you've ever had it. So good. They just opened one on Amsterdam. Okay. And we went there the other day, my son and I, to get some ice cream. And I said, well, let's walk. Let's walk a little. So we walked down to Riverside Drive. Yeah. And they were having like a jazz concert in this wow. little section of the like where the, the car. So it was like a sidewalk and, you know, like the intersection, the sidewalk. And they were having a jazz concert there. And everybody was sitting out there with their lawn chairs. And I was like, see, this is the kind of stuff. If I move down to South Carolina, like, what are the chances I'm going to walk up on her? I'm probably not going to be walking. I'm going to probably be driving in my car, getting out to go to Walmart, getting back in my car. Like, where's the excitement in that? Yes, I I 100% agree that there is no place on the planet and I have not been everywhere on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is no place in my experience that is like New York. Yeah. No place that is like it. Like you could run in, you could be walking, you could see a celebrity here. You could see a person with the hottest sneaker over there. You could randomly walk to a jazz, find a jazz festival. You could end up by now they got Little Island, that new park down there. You yeah, could just be a million places in a matter of four hours. Exactly, you can have a million experiences in thirty minutes. Yeah, and it's people have asked me that too. Like, oh, have you? Do you ever think about when you want to leave New York? And I'm just in my head, like, yo, I don't know, man. I yeah. don't think, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm trying to leave. Like, I really exactly. don't. Like, and it's just because you go outside. Sometimes I just go outside. Like, I say I want to spend the day in the city. You know. Yeah. And I just you just walk maybe someplace in Midtown or walk someplace but through by Central Park and you just and I just get the same feeling over and over again. Like I cannot leave this place. 
Yeah. Like I, I cannot, I don't see myself leaving here anytime soon because of exactly. all the inspiration, all the different kinds of people. And you never literally, you never know what you're going to see in New York. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good, the or, beauty. good or bad. Good but or bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might see you might see a rat that's the size of a exactly. dog, but <laughs> but it's still great. Exactly, and the rat is doing his own thing too. He's he got places to go. He you know so it's like I see you, like yes. you know yes. So yeah, no, I totally get that. And I met a guy at our last pop up event. We did a pop up, a great pop up event at Sisters Uptown Bookstore. I don't know if you've ever visited there. They're on Amsterdam, Black-owned, woman-owned bookstore. Okay. And we did a pop-up event, and this guy came by, and he was looking at the product. And I was like, oh, are you from New York? He was like, no, I'm from California. He was like, but I've been living here for years. And he was like, I don't ever see me going back to California. He said, I live in Washington Heights. And he was like, I need the music. Yeah. I need the music. If I don't hear the music, it's a problem. Like, what happened? He said, I need the music. I need the people. I need the barbershops open at 2 a.m. I need yeah. all of that. And I was like, that's dope. And you're not even from here. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no place like it, man. No place. No, no. place like it. No yeah. place on the planet. So yeah. how can we, you and I, um, use our platforms or our businesses to leave a path for the future generation of creators? I always just think about, you know, when I was a kid and I would look up to people, you know, who would do things like this, talking, you know, so listening to radio back in the day, we had Miss Jones, we had Star and Buck Wild, we had, um, yes. remember, yeah, remember those things? Ed Lover and Dr. Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. uh, we had Funk Flex dropping a million bombs, you couldn't even yep. hear the song because he would just be putting the bombs over it. It's like, play the song. Play the song. <laughs> Or, you know, I would watch like, you know, my favorite actors, actresses, you know, I'm named after Denzel Washington. Uh So like, you know, I would just see all these things in my head and at this, you know, they were all just authentic and themselves. And that's one of the biggest things I took from them. Just be yourself. Just be you. There's you can literally be nobody else on on this earth other than yourself. And no one else on the earth can be you. Exactly. I got picked that up from them. And I learned that, you know, when you put those messages out and you basically just say like, it's okay to be you. It's okay to have these likes and these dislikes and to have your own opinion on things and do what you want to do. Yeah. Happy. You know, Mm -hmm. I find that that's very, like people get really like pay pick up from that. Yeah. How can we, you know, continue on that and leave a path for the future generation of creators? Well, I think that the first thing you have to be open and available to help, right? Because there are some things with, when I got this started, I was just like, I just need you to point me in the right direction. Like, I don't want to take your idea. I don't want to, I just need guidance. I need you to show me the first step. And that's it. And I feel like through this journey, like I said earlier, it's just like, I... I'm really big on it, like helping each other. What can I do for you and what can you do for me? And I think that a lot of people would associate that with finances and money. And it's just like, no, we both are trying to win. 
And I need you to know that I'm here for you. And I hope that you're here for me. Right. And I hope that anything that I do, you can say, wait, wait, you shouldn't do it that way. This is go this route because this is my experience with it. And this is, you know, what I went through. So I think just us being able to kind of guide or lead people, at least on that first step, the first step. I think that's so important because when, when I started this, it was like, I would reach out to people for simple things. And it was just like, oh, I'll get back to you. Or, oh, I got to go look it up. Or, oh, and it could have been different things. Maybe they were busy. Maybe they were, but I'm just like, really? Mm-hmm. So I am big on that. When somebody reaches out to me and they're like, well, where do you, you know, get your packaging from? Right. Where can I get my packaging? And I'm like, oh, okay, here's the website. Go get your packaging. And it's just like, it's no big deal. As long as you're not putting an NYC kit on it, I don't right. care what you do. Like, right. you get what I'm saying? Right. So it's like just picking and choosing. I can help you with this. We, we as long as we're not doing the same exact thing, because then that would be weird, then we can totally, I can help you. Right. I can guide you. And I hope when I come to you, you can do the same for me. Right. I remember... Um... When I started to, I was just going on, I just would type on Instagram, the hashtag black podcast, right? Yeah. And all the different people came up and I would just send messages to each person. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, my name is Denzel. I'm, I just started this, you know, I just, how did you, you know, figure this out? How did you figure that out? How did you navigate this? You know, how do you distribute? How do you, you know, all these types of questions. And there were so much people who were just giving me the game, you know, didn't yeah. want nothing from me who just saw somebody who wanted to do something that they was doing and wanted to pass that love along. And I, I picked that up too. Anytime anybody hits me up, Denzel, how did you figure out your podcast? You know, how did you get the logo done? How did you, you know, how do you distribute? You know, how do you do these things? I'm telling you, where did you get your mic from? Where's, what do you need to record with? I'm telling you, because it's like somebody did that for me and they didn't have to. Exactly. They saw that there was another person out there who wanted to do something with their life. And that's something that they had a dream of. And they didn't say, oh, well, please, they're going to take food out of my mouth. Exactly. Trying to bite my style. They were just like, no, like, I want to help this guy because maybe they were me before. Yeah. And I just feel like you keep giving the game away because you can't take the game with you. Yeah. You you know, you got to pass it on. Yeah. I, I think that is very important just to be like, if someone works up the nerve to send you a message, hey, you know, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to bother you. I know you're busy. I just have this question. Take the time out, give them some gain because you don't know how far it could help. I think that's exactly, helps. exactly. Because what you said earlier, like be you, like me sharing information, unless we're like a clone, <laughs> like, which is probably not the case, right? No. We all have different fingerprints. Yes. You're not me. You can't do what I do. You can do something great too, but we're all going to have our different, you know, things that we do. So I think too, a lot of people get intimidated, like, Oh wait, you're trying to do what I do, but my podcast might have nothing to do with, with what you're doing. I could be reaching out to you and you live in California. How are we in competition? I'm right. in the Bronx. Right. You get what I'm saying? So yes. <laughs> exactly so yeah stuff like that like yeah yeah you gotta, 
you got to give the game away, man. You got to give it away because, yeah, you know, everybody, definitely. you know, you're not born knowing everything. Someone has to teach you something one way or the other. And the exactly. same way that you was taught something, use that opportunity to pass on what you've learned. So maybe it could help someone reach somewhere that they didn't think was possible. Yes. That small little piece of advice you gave somebody, you know, that little bit of knowledge that you just, you don't even, sometimes you don't even remember all the stuff that you've learned. Mm -hmm. You forget more than you can teach. Yeah. But that little piece that you just take your time out and tell somebody, Hey, you know, you should get this type of microphone because I've learned that this microphone gets rid of the echo. It could do so much for them. And it was so small. Yes. And and that is so important. So golden. Yes. I agree. So this is the fun part. This is my favorite. One of my favorite parts of the show. You got first, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. But Ty, what I do every show is I answer questions from the listeners. It's a great way to keep them involved. It's a great way to keep them engaged in the show. It's a great way to make it a more per- people oriented show, people driven show, more beyond than what I just got in my brain and I want to talk about for the week. So, what I want to do with you is have you answer some of the questions that I've received from the listeners just so they can get your uh, point of view on some questions that they have asked. So the first question that I have for you from the listeners is what songs are in your current listening rotation? Okay. Songs would be um, a tribe call class. Anything a tribe call class. Yeah, I've just been stuck on a tribe called Quest lately. That whole um, like early '90s era rap, like that's golden era. Yeah, that was a whole vibe. So anything by them, I've been listening to them. I've been listening to um, um, Camp Low. That one wow. song. Wow. What is it, Luchi? Luchi? Uh, Luciano? Something. Yeah. That one. This is like, it. I've just uh, been on, this, yes, yeah, that one. I've just been on that vibe where I'm just like, uh, I love this 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 era of rap music. It was just chill and cool, not flashy, just super dope. Um, and there's um another artist I've been listening to. Her name is Ayan Ayanla, I think. Ayanla. She does like R and B. Um. She's super dope. She hasn't like a lot of people don't like she's not on the radio. Mm-hmm. I guess what would they call it? Mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah. But she's super dope, too. Um, and that's about it. Oh, and Lucky Day. Lucky oh, Day. Yeah. Lucky Day is good. I like Lucky Day. Yeah. L- Lucky Day is dope. Is music and, big in what you is when you when you are creating like is music a big part of, you know, what? when you are making shirts or when you are thinking of brand branding, like is music a big part of that? No, not yet. I have a feeling that's going to come to play um, somewhere down the line. Cause the, the, the way I create is like, it can't be forced. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I have to be inspired mm-hmm. like this shirt, for example. Um, sorry, I'm segueing off of the question you asked me, but it kind of goes because like, this shirt is our second collab we did. Um, our first one was with at Distractable Me. I think you had a yes, yeah, you had a podcast with her for Mental Health um, Awareness Month, mm-hmm. and the whole concept was you good. 
Mm. You good is a New York saying, but we turned it into green. She had an idea. Let's turn it into green, the color of mental health awareness month. And there was a meaning behind that. You good. Uh, you, you, you good. You but good? you could also wear it afterwards because you know, you good could have several meanings. Yeah. Sure. Depending can. on the situation. So it was like, okay, this is a win-win. So a hundred percent of the proceeds of that went to um, a mental health organization that she's a part of. We're now part of her team, Team Phoenix mm-hmm. with NAMI Walk. NAMI. So a hundred percent of the post proceeds went to that. We were able to raise $330, I believe. Um, but it's still on the site. You can get the shirts. A hundred percent of the proceeds are still going to that. So it had a meaning behind it. This is our second collaboration, which is with a brand called Calentado. And Calentado means leftovers, like mm-hmm. leftover left, leftover food. It's like mm-hmm. a leftover dish. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he does um, rework. He reworks shirts and does color. Color reworks to the shirts. So the idea behind this was we. I had this idea a year ago. Like I loved his stuff. Um, I want to do something, but I didn't want it to be forced. Mm-hmm. So he's like, just sit on it. Like you don't have to. And I was like, this shirt, this color reminds me of like, it's dark and the light is coming through. And I want to do something to where it's a bright color and it represents New York coming, waking, waking up. And we, the whole meaning behind it is like, we're strong. We're resilient. Our light is coming through. We're opening back up. We're, you know, we're here. We're shining. And it has to have a meaning behind it. So, yeah. So these shirts will be available Monday, the 14th. And um, it's limited, very limited. So grab it on NYC. I can't talk. NYCKid.com and you grab yours. But when it comes to music, I think that will come into play eventually. But it just it can't be forced. Okay, music is a big part of my show. Like I play music on every episode, intro, outro. I talk about albums that come out. You know, I see you see I got my my rappers and my singers in the background. Yes. I got my Kanye over here, right? Uh-huh. You know, I, got, I got my. It's very important to me um, because it's like that's something that every the same. It's the language that everybody speaks. Yeah, you know, everybody unconsciously does that two step when they hear the song that reminds them of the old days. Yeah, moves their hips maybe when they hear a little Hispanic flavor in the music. Uh-huh. So it's just like something that's really important to me. It's something I always try to just keep a part of the show. You know, whether I'm just talking about an artist that I like or an album that just came out, it's oh, it's very important to me. I always try to keep it within the show. I always try to keep it incorporated into the show. There's never exactly. gonna be a show that I've done or will do that won't have any music in it whatsoever. Gotcha. It's going to be okay. in every single one of my shows. So it's important to me in that way. Okay. Cool. Oh, well, speaking just, so we do have a shirt that you can customize that says no music, no music, no music. And you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my whole thing was you got to be resourceful. Yeah. You got the music, but use your hands. And when people instantly saw that, they was like, they got it. They got yeah, it. Yeah, no music. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me think about high school. Yes. Banging on the desks yes. or dancing in the cafeteria in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. music is in there somewhere. Yeah. It's a it's a big it's the big it's one of the biggest things in our lives. Yeah. You know, a lot of some a lot of things are, you know, people have their own niches, their own separate things, but like music and food, I feel like it's just everyone. Yeah. 
everyone the thing that, that unites people everyone like everybody mm-hmm. eats and everybody listens to music one way or exactly. the other so exactly. it's like one of the biggest connectors of people in the world for sure so the next question i have from the listeners is what recent experience has made you ty feel old um so one has been i was connecting with this this person on instagram about doing something for me and he's like hi ma'am hey ma'am and i was just like oh <laughs> and it was like i couldn't fault him because he's he being like, respectful is- yeah and the thing was this is ig like he does not know you you do not know him you're asking him for something. And he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. And I, I had to say, like, I'm not a man. I just felt so silly afterwards. Like, how was he supposed to know that? How was he supposed to know that you, but he probably was calling you saying that, like you said, just to be kind of respectful. But it just made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when I when I'm speaking to young people, I feel old when I'm like talking about things that, I just grew up with because I'm really not that old. So like I'll talk about, hey, you know, did you guys, um, you know, MySpace, you remember your top eight? And they're like, huh? You're what? Yeah. <laughs> or like if I'll talk about like I remember this is one that's burned in my head. I was ta- I was ta- saying um, shake it like a Polaroid picture. That's outcast. Yeah. Shake yeah. it. Shake it like a yeah. Polaroid picture. And they were like, what? What is that? Yes. Like, what is, wait, what is a Polaroid picture? What is a Polaroid? Why and are I'm you like, it? And I'm just like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. First of all, maybe not knowing a Polaroid picture. Okay, maybe. But you don't know. But you don't know Outcast. Hey, know y'all. Outcast. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? And yeah, that is usually like when I just check myself like, dang, like you were really born in the early 90s, Denzel. And there's a lot of kids out here who just, we're born maybe in 2000, 2001, 2010. Exactly. Yeah. There's kids who probably don't even remember like 50 Cent's first album on the G-Unit no. speakers. There's kids no. who don't remember the big academics pants or the Mecca clothes or yeah. Pele Pele jackets. Like, <laughs> and you're thinking like, how, wait, how do you not, what, what? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. And it's, it's always just like cool though, because I've learned early. I think my one of my mom, my mom, she said it's like the best thing that you could do as you get older is stay around young people. Because yeah. young people, young people keep you young. You you always want to make sure that you have some young people that you're talking to, just so you can understand a little bit more of what they're going through, what their life is like, and how different it was from yours. And it also just keeps you young, it keeps you around. Right. Exactly. Don't you know when you don't when you stop adapting, that's when you really get old. When yeah. You say, I don't want to do that. Oh, that's what the young people do. I don't want to do that. That's when you get old. Exactly. Used to adapt to the new times. And yeah. she taught me that because she's still, you know, she's still hip. She still want to listen to Cardi B. She want to really she want to <laughs> be like she just wants to be around it. She may not want to listen to everything, certain things that she doesn't like. And of course, she still loves her oldies. But it's like she knows that in order to stay young. You got to keep young people around you. You got to keep that energy around you. And you can't ever get to a point where you don't want to adapt and get with the times. Yeah. 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 But still, kids out there, if you were born whenever in the in the early 2000s or in the 2010s, you need to know who Outcast is. Exactly. I'm not accepting it. I'm not yeah. accepting it from any one of my young people out there. You need to know who Andre 3000 and Big Boy are. Okay? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
they're like staples in the hip hop world. They like you have to know them. I have, have to tell to. my son that because he doesn't. That's somebody who too like sometimes makes me feel old. He'll be like, "Oh, you know that person? Are they still alive?" <laughs> and I'm like, "They're the same age as me, and yes, they're still alive. <laughs> Stop wishing death on people." Like, like, like I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah um he he's giving me those senior moments like okay mom (laughs) especially when I just I told you like I'm trying to get hit to TikTok so I showed him a video I did and I was super happy like look at this video I just did and he's totally not into TikTok he's not into any of that he's more of a gamer okay so when I showed him he was just like okay (laughs) I'm like, this is a moment. Like, I actually was able to maneuver this. You should be happy. And he's like, probably thinking like, yeah, you need to like get off of that. Yeah, Yeah, but it's good, though. It's good to have the just that energy, that young energy. Sometimes like I'll do something like, you know, my, my grandma used to call me all the time and ask me how to do things like basic things, like how to set up a Zoom or how to like you know, switch the HDMI from HDMI one to HDMI two. And I just do it without thinking, but she's yeah. like really impressed by like, wait, I didn't, you didn't read no manual. <laughs> how did, how did you do that? Like, and it's just like, but I understood that then because that's going to be me. Yes. And it, yeah, I'm young right now and I got a whole bunch of energy right now, but times is going to change and it's going to change so fast Yeah, that you gonna need young people around you're gonna need you know uh, uh that young energy around or just exactly. people who were born with the phone in their hand so they understand it better than you could ever because mm-hmm. they've been using it since they could walk since they first learned how to walk they've been using this phone yes you know they have a different yes. understanding of it because they know it from so young exactly yeah and one thing older people out there don't be resistant to the young people. You know, you were young too back back in the day. You yep. were young too. Don't forget that you was young as well. So they might be doing things that you didn't do back in the day. It's a, but it's a different world now. Yeah. You know, there's kids out there who want to express themselves and have different color hair. Yeah, you didn't do that back in your day. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. Exactly. The, they, the world is always going to change. Yeah. And they probably did something equivalent to that. It wasn't that, but it was something equivalent, like how they said, like, you know, now people, you see them on the trains and they're always in their phones. But then you see old pictures with people into the newspaper. They're just yep. reading in all their heads. So that's equivalent to the phone. It's the same thing. Yeah. Just yes. a different form. Don't be so. resistant to change. Don't nope. be. You can't be resistant nope. to change. Adapt or die. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And the last question that I have from you from the listeners is, what is the most annoying habit that other people have? Woo! If my son was here, he would totally be able to answer this question. It's people who chew loud. Oh, yes. And they smack. Oh, God. Yeah. And... He does it. I love him, but I'm like, <laughs> why? It's so bad, though. It's so bad for me that because I looked it up. There's a name for it. I forgot the name of it. When people have like an issue with that sounds, of course, somebody created a name for it. And it's even to the point we have a cat 
And when he does it, when he's eating his food, I'm like, oh my gosh. But it's just like, it's a cat. Right. Like, like how are you going to get mad at the cat? But yeah, when people chew loud, I can't. The smacking, the excessive, I just can't. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't like watching people eat, like watching people chew or when people eat like on the train and stuff, I'd be like, how could you eat here? Yeah. Do you know how many people have passed through this train? How many butts have been on this seat? Oh, how many yes, people have touched yes. this pole? How could you sit here and eat food here in this space right now? Yes. <laughs> on this train, like we just went through COVID. You know that germs is all over us. How could you sit and open up your bacon, egg, and cheese Yes. And eat it here. <laughs> and eat it. How? How is that possible? How are you able to do that? It's it's crazy to me. And I not, I just try like if I if I see it happen, I just all right. Now it's time for me to look at my phone. Yeah, you like I can't. Now it's now it. it's time for me to look at my phone for the rest of the ride because that is crazy and, to me. And I think they're probably thinking that they're being safe because when they have their mask on now, I've seen people like lift up their mask. Like, <laughs> but it's just like, yo, that's not really doing anything. Like you shouldn't really even be lifting that up. <laughs> <You should. laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I like how eating on the trains, eating on the bus. I seen literally I went, I was walking outside. I just went for a walk yesterday. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who was sitting on, it looked like a rock. It was just sitting on a rock and he had McDonald's. So, and he tore the bag open, he put the bag on the sidewalk. He had the, the, you know, the burger wrapper, the fries on spread on the bag. And he was just eating his food on the rock. And I was just like, you can't find a bench nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on your lap. There's no table. (laughs) There's had to be something that you can eat in the McDonald's. Like, you want to eat in the street? You want to eat food in the street? He must have been on the go or something. I don't know. I Listen, I've been on the go. We all on the go. We <laughs> yeah, live yeah. in New York. We always on the go. You got to make time for that. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to yes. make time out in your day. Give yourself a nice 30 minutes to find a nice bench somewhere or eat inside of the McDonald's because that yeah. was crazy to me. The back, yeah. he had it ripped open and looked like a placemat. Oh and my god! The whole he had this whole spread. I'm like, all the birds that doodle on the floor. Listen, he you was know the rats that life. was sitting on that rock last <laughs> night, and you just gonna eat the McDonald's on it? It was. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. See, it's the unpredictable stuff you see. You like? Yes. Okay. He had a whole urban picnic. Yes, the urban picnic. <laughs> A urban concrete jungle picnic. Straight up. Yes. Central funny. Park and got nothing on his rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it really, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe wow. that. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. I'd never been in that much of a rush. And we always on the rush here. But you see how you like, wow, when he's eating his food. It wasn't him. It was you. It was it me. It wasn't him. It was you. Yeah. Because he probably does that all the time. It's probably yeah. just the first time I'm seeing it. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody like, around the neighborhood probably knows that. Like, that's his yeah. rock. Yeah. There all the time. Yeah. Don't bother him. <laughs> yeah. But it's just me walking by like. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> How could he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. Oh, my goodness. But then that's the beauty of New York. You think yeah. you've seen it all, but you really haven't. 
you haven't. You think you've seen it all, but you really haven't. Yeah. And that's the I beauty. That's oh the- my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh. <laughs> so uh before we get you out of here, I want to know what is one thing that you would like to leave the listeners out there just as a piece of advice, as a life jewel, or just something important that you would like to express? What's the final point that you want to leave the people with maybe as inspiration or just something that you've learned in your journey um, that you could leave the listeners with as just a nice wrap up for the, for this interview. I've always heard, do what you love, love what you do. That's one thing. And the other thing that I've learned is that the quote unquote failures are not failures. They are that's that's the success right there because that's only going to build you. So don't look at look at it as a failure or a brick wall that you've hit. That's the that's the part where you have to sit back and kind of like reevaluate or think or figure it out. That, that that's the fun part. I used to like I used to like when it came to stuff like that it was like gosh, like that's it. Like before I like before I started this whole business and the NYC kid brand just in regular life. Like that's it. But now it's like, Oh, I love those challenges. So it's like, appreciate the failures. Hmm. Or what they appreciate say. Might the be failure. a it's not a failure. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. great advice. That's great advice. Well, miss, miss Thomas, miss Ty, I want to say thank you. First of all, for coming on the show. I want to say thank you for, um, sharing your story and giving people a little piece of your journey. Um, thank you for being so perseverant in your in your craft and not giving up. Thank you for inspiring the future and what you do. Thank you for being relatable and someone who could you know be easily accessible for people out there who need maybe a little bit of guidance. And thank you for being you. Um, thank you. And, and it's really been a pleasure to have you on the show. What I want to do you for, for you. Me. No problem. What I want to do for you is roll out the red carpet for you again. I would like for you to reiterate your name, your creation name, and all of the places that the people can reach you if they would like to see your creations. So, uh, nyckid.com, IG, A-N-Y-C-Kid, Facebook, A-N-Y-C-Kid, YouTube, A-N-Y-C-Kid, and TikTok all have the same name. And go to the site. Order your items. This um, NYC kid um, in Calentado is going to be released on Monday. And they're very limited. Get this. This is going to be a special shirt. This is a special shirt. A special piece to the whole NYC kid brand. Um, Yeah. And just browse the site. And if you're not into it, somebody else may be. So just pass the links along. We appreciate that kind of support. And... Yeah, that's it. Check us out. NYCKid.com. Awesome. 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 And it is tradition around here because music is a very important part of our show that we allow our guest to choose a song that we end our podcast with. So the honor is yours. What song would you like to play for the good people out there? Kanye West and Rihanna, All of the Lights. All right. All right. Thank you so much once again for coming on the show. Much love and success to you and keep up the great, great, great work. Thank you so much. Round of applause for Miss Ty Thomas. 
round of applause. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 63 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to say again, thank you to Miss Ty Thomas for coming on the show, sharing her story. We had a great, great interview today. Very, very happy with just hearing her story and her experiences and all the great information that she gave out. Very, very appreciative of that. Thank you to everyone out there who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you for everyone who is active and engaged with me on social media. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has Bronx Bias Podcast official merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. Uh, please, you know, if you feel so inclined um to to support the merchandise in that way it would be greatly greatly appreciated and i have truly appreciated every single person who has purchased merchandise from me it is not lost on me and as it is greatly greatly appreciated um so we could just keep things going the way that they are um and i'm gonna fade you guys out with a great great song which is miss ty thomas's choice it is by Kanye West featuring Rihanna and Kid Cudi, and it is called All of the Lights off of the greatest hip-hop album ever, in my opinion, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 63. Have a great week out there. Have a great weekend, and I will speak to you guys next week. Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 63. We are out. Dog.
daughter Her mother, brother, grandmother Ate me in that order Public visitation We met at borders Told her she'd take me back I'll be more supportive I made mistakes I broke my head Court sucked me dry I spent that bread She need a daddy Baby, please Can't let her go up in that ghetto